Hello, and welcome to Minding the Forest, a podcast of the Louisiana Forestry Association. I'm your host, Jeff Zarang. In Minding the Forest, we'll talk about sustainable forestry, how important forests are to Louisiana and its economy, as well as issues in the forest products industry and how forests benefit everyone. In this episode of Minding the Forest, we're talking to LFA Executive Director Buck Vandersteen in a post-legislative session wrap-up. And we'll talk about the association's upcoming annual convention. Buck, good to have you again. We've got through another session, and it looks like there were some good things that happened. Absolutely. This session uh, probably marks one of the high points of uh, the last several years of multi-sessions and special sessions and all, and a lot more cooperation uh, this year than than we've ever seen in the past and a lot of the the members of the legislature that we have supported in the past through our political action uh, committee four pack really came through for us in in many different ways stopping legislation that would be harmful and supporting legislation that is very beneficial one great example of this is in the legislature there is some federal money coming to Louisiana through federal program. And our friends, particularly uh, the Speaker of the House, Clay Sheck Snyder, the President of the Senate, Paige Cortez, and Representative Jack McFarlane supported a provision in House Bill 642 that's called the Logger Relief Act. And it puts some money into the appropriations process through the state treasurer's office to help loggers that their income was less in 2020 than it was in 2019. So that bill uh, passed both houses, both the House and the Senate, almost unanimously, and now awaits the governor's signature. Uh, It's expected to sign it. And uh, then we go through the guidelines of working with our state treasurer's office to, uh, uh, to get it implemented as, as quickly as possible. It's interesting to note that uh, there was a federal bill that provided a logger relief act from the federal standpoint that, that began in uh, December of 2020 under the previous administration, but with a new transition of administrations and getting the right people in USDA in the right spots and getting all of the work uh, organized to make this money available for loggers, that it's been very slow in coming. But just recently, we've heard that that federal program also is now beginning to move. So we might actually have a federal logger relief act and a state logger relief act. What I would expect is that the state program, because it is controlled by the state and we're actively involved with the state, that we will have this program up and running before the federal program gets implemented. As slow as government works, it seems like the smaller the government on state level, for example, can move a little bit more quickly than the federal. Plus, you have more consistency without the change of administration, things of that nature. I don't know if it's unique to Louisiana, but certainly a very good move on local legislators to take advantage of that situation and do what government you know, can do to help. Absolutely. We've also had issues prior to the session that would have cost landowners money. 
And again, because of our influence with legislators through our political action education program, we were able to steer negative, very bad legislation to the graveyard before it actually saw the the light of day. This was extremely powerful because it would have cost landowners about $5 an acre per year to pay for local roads and and bridges, and that certainly was not the way to to take care of local governments. But well-intended legislation, but uh, poorly directed, and uh, it did not receive a favorable uh, acceptance with with the landowners for sure, and uh, we finally convinced the legislator uh, not to move it, and he did. Is that something that is continually uh, a fight in this case is that an issue that's resolved or it's a continuing issue that will have to be addressed the continuing issue is infrastructure be it local be it state uh be it even national but uh local infrastructure how parish governments are getting money to improve roads to fix roads to fix bridges is a continual problem I don't think this method of charging landowners to pay for roads will be the solution to this issue. Uh, Gas tax is certainly one way of doing it. That particular uh, effort during this legislative session did not go forward. But what did go forward was taking a portion of the sales tax on new motor vehicles and applying that to the Department of Transportation only for infrastructure improvement. And uh, that amounts to uh, well over $300 million. Uh, so that's, that's significant. Now, the issue there is how much of that money goes to major metropolitan areas, building a new bridge over uh, Baton Rouge, replacing the bridge in Lake Charles, improving the port in New Orleans, how much of that actually gets into rural areas. It's interesting to note that 70% of the roads in Louisiana are in rural areas. The population center, though, is in urban areas. So the people that are going to be paying for it are, are mostly in urban areas, but the people that need it the most are in rural areas. So that formula has to be worked out where everybody gets what they need, but the Department of Transportation and Development uses the money that it gets for roads and bridges, not, not for other things that may take away from infrastructure. Just to revisit the Logger Relief Act, the LFA and Louisiana Logging Council had, I think, a good influence in helping support that. There will also be influence or at least help in directing how that is done, how loggers will get relief funds. They have to be master loggers. That's one thing that we know for sure. But how long do you anticipate that process to take before loggers can see some some help? We hope it won't be long at, at all. We hope uh, maybe in the, the first month, once the governor signs it, that we can get the rules and regulations in place, maybe in the end of July, maybe the first part of August. We've already reached out to the state treasurer's office, uh, let them know that, that we're ready, willing, and able to help them with the rules and regulations. They will administer the program, part of their main street program, that they already have a procedure in in place when they had early covid Uh, relief money. Uh, Now this is using the same framework, but 
applying it to the Logger Relief Act. And as you pointed out, too, because of the opportunity here to receive money in this program, there is a safeguard. And, and the safeguard is, is that the logging contractor, the, uh, the trucking contractor, must be master loggers. And that will involve the logging council, the, the forestry association, in making sure that people get this money are legitimate people in the, in the logging business. So extremely significant. And again, I can't thank enough the Speaker of the House, Clay Sheck Snyder, and Paige Cortez, the President of the Senate, Jack McFarland, and all 144 members of the Louisiana legislature uh, for supporting it. And I do believe Governor Edwards realizes the importance that this will have to our logging industry. Now, he's a tree farmer, too, and, and he understands uh, uh, moving wood and, and what it takes to keep uh, our industry going. And some of the other things that, that happened during the legislative session, there was over 1,000 pieces of, of legislation, another 1,000 resolutions and concurrent resolutions that were offered, having to look at over 2,000 pieces of legislation, many never really saw the, the light of day. And that, that requires a, a presence, that requires knowledgeable elected officials. And I applaud all of the members of the Louisiana Forestry Association, our Logging Council, and other groups that work with individuals to help our legislators understand the importance of forestry in the community, the logging industry, and what we do to support the efforts in each rural community. Forestry is the number one agricultural activity uh, in the state. We have a, a tremendous opportunity to continue to grow that. And speaking of growth, we have just in the last 30 days announcement of two major sawmills coming into Louisiana, a biofuel plant coming in, two others that are looking at, at Louisiana very seriously. Just in the last 30 to 45 days, uh, we have an additional 3 million cords of wood and, and uh, half a billion board feet of, of timber that will be needed to supply all these mills. It's exciting to be in Louisiana. It's exciting to, to see the growth that we finally are expecting a, a long time and finally um, uh, coming to fruition. And uh, if all this comes together, we'll suddenly see the, uh, the loggers being more profitable, more efficient. We'll see the availability of timber and saw timber going up. And uh, with that availability, we'll probably see the price settle back down to a more reasonable level when you go to buy a two-by-four or a sheet of plywood. Uh, and we'll also, more importantly, see the value of timber for the private landowner starting to move up because there'll be more competition and uh, greater opportunities to sell that, that wood. And of course, we, we always have the opportunities of, of well, what if I can't sell it or what if I want to delay selling timber? And we've been very fortunate, a, a company that uh, is looking at the carbon markets. It's very popular now with people, particularly in cities that want to reduce their carbon footprint. They can't do it in their process. So what they do is they go out and they buy carbon from other people. And what resource sequesters carbon better than, than wood? It's none. More trees we plant, uh, the greater the carbon sink that our, our trees provide. 
And the carbon market seems to be developing in Louisiana. We have a, a firm that is coming in, Sylvia Terra is its name. It's going to be exhibiting at this year's annual convention, August the 24th through the 26th in Lake Charles. They're going to be talking about carbon credits and uh, offering carbon credits to landowners on a one-year basis and uh, with opportunities that if something happens during that time, there's no penalty to the landowner. Uh, for the loss of the carbon. It's an interesting field that's coming up, and it's also somewhat complex in trying to figure out how how all these things work. It has to work through contractual agreements, things of that nature. So it's going to be an interesting topic at meeting this August. It it will be, and, and it's new. And uh, uh, it's exciting to, to some that uh, because of poor markets in the past, uh, opportunities uh, were not there. People wondering, how do I move uh, some, uh, mater- some cash to, to keep my, uh, pay my taxes, to, to do things on the property that I, I need to do. Uh, and it's not just carbon. Our hunting lease liability insurance program is, is a great way to add revenue uh, stream to a, to a forest landowner. So any opportunities that we can to improve the efficiency uh, of our logging industry, the, the capability of our manufacturing industries, and certainly the, the income stream for our private landowners is just good for the whole system. I think it's one thing that might be misunderstood. It really takes resources to have well-managed forests in Louisiana. Well, in any It place. does, yeah. Uh, what man doesn't manage, nature will. And nature, unfortunately, when she manages the land, is in a very broad brush. Uh, insect, wildfire, uh, things of that nature that uh, um, if, if we're not thinning our forests, if we're not managing our forests, we, we will, uh, we're setting up ourselves for uh, a loss of, of timber value because of, of, of poor uh, management decisions. So all of these markets that are coming in will help us better manage because they'll give us an economic incentive to do so. Today was the Louisiana Forestry Commission meeting occurred today. What came out of that that might be of interest to folks? Well, the most interesting thing there is it's the first meeting in person with the Forestry Commission in over a year. So there was a great excitement of, of meeting in person and, and uh, everybody was safe and, and, and all. But the commission has two new members, uh, uh, Mr. Glenn Pittman with uh, um, Stella Jones uh, is added to the Forestry Commission and uh, Miss uh, Peggy Hagan, who is the uh, wife of the uh, recently deceased uh, count, uh, board member Wayne Hagan. So those two uh, additions to the to the uh, Forestry Commission, uh, they also elected officers. And Mike Hudson with International Paper Company was uh, was elected by the commission members as as chairman of the group. And Graydon Clemens from Southeast Louisiana, landowner and former mill uh, person with uh, Clemens Lumber Company. Um, he was elected vice chair. He mentioned about in-person meeting with the commission, but we are on the verge of having our in-person annual meeting in August, August 24th through the 26th, as you said. And everyone I have spoken with so far is really excited. The future of forestry, navigating a new normal. 
is the theme of this year's annual convention, and it will be exciting. We have a great list of, of speakers, uh, Brooks Mandel talking about where Louisiana is positioned to take advantage of, of our, our resource and our economy. Uh, J.P. Fontenot with the insurance market uh, returning to us, telling us if tort reform is really uh, making any inroads in our, our trucking industry, learning a little bit more about the carbon markets, and then for a general overall picture of, of how the Louisiana economy is looking, we're welcoming back Dr. Lauren Scott, very popular economist and, and uh, just enjoys our convention tremendously. And of course, we're recognizing the outstanding tree farmer and we're recognizing the outstanding logger in Louisiana. And uh, with all of the technical advice and learning that we're doing, we've, we've had plenty of room for entertainment and fun. And uh, this year's hypnotist will will tickle all of our innards and we'll have just a wonderful time with that. We are asking folks uh, to uh, uh, to come to the convention, to come and, and enjoy. We have wonderful silent auction with beautiful gifts that will go to our, our uh, political education group and uh, just wonderful opportunities to have a have a great time. Bring your your spouse or significant other. Uh, look forward to having a lot of fun, learning a lot, and uh, getting back to what we all enjoy doing, and that's in-person meetings. Well, if you want more information, you can go to our website, www.laforestry.com. Look under our events menu item, and you can get a link to download a form, fill it out, send it to us with your check, or you can find a link to register online. It's really easy. And it also gives you an opportunity to uh, uh, get with a hotel. We'll be at the Golden Nugget in Lake Charles again, and uh, you can call and get a special rate for the Louisiana Forestry Association Convention. Buck Vandersteen, Executive Director of Louisiana Forestry Association. Buck, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Minding the Forest, a podcast of the Louisiana Forestry Association. If you'd like to learn more about sustainable forestry, the LFA and its programs, and how you can be part of an organization that supports landowners, loggers, and wood manufacturers in the state, go to laforestry.com. And remember, at the Louisiana Forestry Association, we're minding the forest for you.